Welcome to the Self-Growth Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Marie, a courage coach, creative soul, and adventure seeker. Since thru-hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in 2019, I'm on a mission to help you embrace your most confident self so you can achieve your dreams too. If you're eager for deep conversations, big questions, and meaningful connections, join me on the quest to discovering how we can create a more magical and memorable life. Hello, nerds! How are you today? This episode is for those of you who, like me, feel or have felt like a bull in a china shop. (laughs) The china shop of life. I was a bit of a loner as a kid because I spent a lot of time in my imagination and I didn't really know how to have regular conversations. The first true friend I made in school was Maud. She was new, she played hockey and looked like a boy. I noticed her for the first time when she accidentally dropped her fruit salad on one of the popular girls at recess and got bullied for it. I went to see her and we became friends. She too didn't really fit in. We were a similar kind of rough around the edges. This episode is for you if, like Maud and I, you were told to be softer. You might also have been told that your dance moves were too weird and that you should move more softly or walk normally. My sister and I both walk in a kind of slanted, forward-facing way. It's as if the top of our bodies are more in a rush than our legs. And people have told us, oh, I know she's your sister because you both have this strange way of walking. I used to catch myself in reflections of shop windows and think like, oopsies, this is not attractive. I really need to try and walk like everyone else. What have you tried to do like other people? Have you tried to emulate what you think a quote-unquote sexy woman should look like in bed, for example? Curving your back just a little more for the look of it? Have you tried to talk with a different accent or stop using certain words for fear of sounding to this or to that? Have you worn clothes to match the groups that you were in? This episode is Also for you, if you were told that you were clumsy with your actions and with your words, that you were too brash or too blunt, you speak your mind, no detours. You don't pretend to ask permission when you know you don't need permission. When I was doing my coach training, we learned that we were going to have to interrupt our clients sometimes, because as a coach, we're not here to listen to all the ins and outs of a problem, but to help you move forward. So the teacher said we should be gentle with our clients and at the beginning of a session, ask for permission to interrupt them. And I was like, but but why ask if we're going to do it anyway? Why not simply warn them and explain why it works like this? And the teacher was like, well, because it's just more polite. I do not like to waste time with politeness for the sake of it. I hate hearing things like, Oh, with English-speaking folks, you should start your emails with a little bit of small talk. They're like this. No, no. I do me, and I do not waste time. I remember a friend of an ex-lover asking me. (laughs) He said, Hey, now that you and my friend are no longer together, what do you say we have sex? I said, no thanks. (laughs) And I know many people would have found his approach 
offensive, but I actually admired and valued his honesty and straightforwardness. My dad taught me, when you tell your price to a client, it's not a question, but an affirmation. You don't go, here's my price, is that okay with you? No, you go, here's my price, let me know when you're ready to get going. This is true for life in general. You don't walk around asking the world if you're okay for them. You walk around as your unapologetic self and let the right people join the parade. But what if this scares people? What if you're told you take up too much space? Then this episode is also for you, because I've been there many times. If you, like me, always have your hand raised, you're curious and you're outspoken, or you would actually be outspoken if you had not learned to stay quiet as not to offend others. If you were told you are bossy, if you are impatient and take charge when no decision is being taken, if some people feel rushed or pushed around when you do this, this episode is for you. My parents would often take my sister and I to the video store as kids so we could rent a movie. I guess I was the more persuasive one because we often went home with the movie that I wanted to watch. They had to intervene sometimes and tell me to let my sister choose a movie for once. I remember being annoyed and thinking like, why doesn't she advocate for herself? But later down the line, when I was a manager at summer camp, a role I took to heart, two of the staff members came to see me, quote-unquote on behalf of the whole team, to say that I was intimidating and needed to become more approachable. After they left, I crumbled in tears. This broke my heart and I felt so ashamed. The assertiveness I had thought was kind of a quality had turned into a massive flaw. I carried that shame through my 20s and you know what happened with it? It made me want to hide who I am. I had limiting thoughts like, well, I'm never going to have my own business because I would be an awful boss who scares people away. I figured I would be safer if I hid behind the screen. Graphic designer sounded good, allowed me to be creative, but not too much, not in a way that would allow people to point fingers at me and say that I was taking up too much space. But then sometimes the real me would burst out in an ugly way, like a bull that's being released after too long. One time I was waiting with my friends in a bagel shop in New York City and the service was slow. I went to the counter and asked, hey, heard the bagels happening. Everyone looked at me with big eyes. And I can tell you, this is the kind of bluntness I'm not proud of and cannot stand behind. It's one that comes from a place of repression. The parts of us that we repress will always find a way to come out. And often, it might be a bit ugly. So in the last three years, I've worked hard on my personal growth, and I don't think that people who meet me now would say the same thing anymore. They wouldn't say I'm intimidating and unapproachable as much as I was in the past. I'm still assertive, sure, but it comes off differently because I've learned to replace the shame with love for this part of me. Instead of seeing myself as an attention seeker, I started considering that perhaps I was actually a leader. How can you reframe 
what you feel shame about in a more empowering light. I did a course with the amazing colorful illustrator Meg Lewis, and I I remember her telling me, what you call your quote-unquote dominating aura is just assertiveness, and assertiveness is needed in the world right now. When that part of me showed up on the Pacific Crest Trail, my friend Anna would just go, oh, you're such a double Leo. (laughs) She'd say that with so much love and lightness in her voice that I started considering myself with that same love and lightness. So close your eyes and think of a person or a pet who loves you as you are, who looks at you with simple, unabashed joy, who's just plain happy to see you. How can you look at yourself the way they look at you? Someone like my friend Jessie, who I met at university in London, she would just laugh wholeheartedly at all of my jokes and didn't make any of my mistakes mean anything about me. Someone like my nephew Oscar, whose eyes just light up when I appear. When I meet people who love me for me, I think, screw those who want me to be otherwise, I have no time for them. Who are those people in your life with the big and candid kind of love? Perhaps it's a teacher from your past or an aunt that passed away. Someone you met once on a magical night that made you believe everything was possible. Perhaps it's someone you've never met. A YouTuber or a blogger or an author that made you feel seen and loved like no one else had before. Maybe it's a childhood friend. How can you look at yourself the way they looked at you? What I've found is that once we're deeply okay about being rough around the edges, funnily enough, we soften. In other words, I believe our soul is felt through our tone of voice. So once we accept ourselves deeply, the soul relaxes and so the tone of our voice also does. Same goes for how we look at people and how we interact physically with them. If we've done the work of seeing the goodness of our soul, it shows in our eyes. And it shows in the way we touch ourselves and others. When we embrace our weirdness, more and more of our people also flock to us. And they thank us for being ourselves because it has given them permission to be themselves too. It's a virtuous cycle. Whereas if you pretend to be someone you're not, to put on a softer front in order to be liked, then you're walking through life wearing what Tara Brack would call your spacesuit, your high-tech protective layer. And what happens when you're in a spacesuit is that it's very hard to connect on a deep level with other human beings because the first thing you see in them is their spacesuit. That's what's happening in the world right now, right? A bunch of spacesuits walking around judging each other on their outer features rather than what's hiding on the inside. So be the first in your world to take off the suit and stand alone naked. Not everyone's gonna like you. And that's okay because you probably wouldn't like these people anyway. And as the wise Erika Wrightman would say, just send them off with love and wait for those who get it. That's how we'll make the world a truer, more beautiful place. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 
you just listened to the Self-Growth Nerds podcast, make sure to subscribe and to find me on Instagram at Nerds. If you want individual help developing the confidence to create a more meaningful and exciting life, visit selfgrowthnerds.com today to learn how. Finally, I want to thank my friend Etienne Galano for editing this, and I want to thank you, kind-hearted souls, for growing into your truest, most courageous selves every day and making this world a better, more beautiful place. My name is Marie, and I will talk to you next week.